On this Info Pilgrims Live, we talk about the role of comedians in culture and is President Trump abusing his power to boost his own business ventures. It's a contentious episode you do not want to miss. So let's go. Welcome everyone to the Info Pilgrims Podcast. I am your host, Jack May, and with me, got Benny D on the boards and the inescapable David Dolby. There's no escape. There is no escape. No. Oh my goodness. So how was your guys' week? I do have oh, one oh message no. real quick. Oh no. David, and I hope I'm looking right at the camera, you are awesome. Wow. All right, keep going. I just want to do that. I want to no. watch it again and be like, nice, David, thanks oh, for that. <laughs> I've done that with voicemail messages, but this is the next level. So after that, David's little sad episode. Uh, so how was your week, Ben? Uh, it was actually fulfilled. pretty good. Uh, we're actually adding a couple podcasts to the network, nice, so we've nice. been working on that. That's pretty producer great. plug right there. The oh, yeah. empire is building. It is the empire is building. Anybody and can ask me about my week? How was your week? I was, it was next question. again. Hey, guess what, guys? I had an MRI today, and I'm pretty sure I am now claustrophobic because <laughs> you went. In, oh, that is yeah. a scary tube to be so, in. So the guy asked me, he's like, "What kind of music you like?" And I went, "I'm like." <laughs> I'm big into classical music, and I, I, when I want to relax, and I was like, "Oh, classical!" And he's like, "All right, put these on. How does this sound?" And it starts off with like a guitar, and I'm like, "Oh, this isn't bad." For like 30 seconds, he's, I was like, "Yeah, this works." He puts me in there. I'm stuck for like the next three minutes, and all of a sudden, it turns into like earth, wind, and fire, druggy <laughs> music. No, and I'm that's like good, dude. Starting to panic because I'm like, "What the heck am I listening to?" And I'm taken to another dimension. It was not a good experience. I'm really curious on where they get their music selections from because my MRI that I had a few years ago, uh, the guy asked me, what kind of music do you listen to? I was like, I like country music. Yeah. Put it on. Dude, it was nothing but like old Western music. Oh, my goodness. They so like care. Sam Elliott. Oh, yes. Oof. I don't know very many country music bands except for Florida Georgia Line. Okay. I Which I heard is just pop country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really think, I that's, don't think that's real. But I did have an MRI one time, and oh, they yes. did ask me music to play, and I don't remember what they played, but it was very elevator-ish. Like, it did not ease my nerves at all. It no. wasn't like, okay, I can deal with this now because the music. It was like, this music is now part of the nightmare. Yep, that's how it yep. felt. And, uh, tell me this. When I was getting my MRI... The music like started picking up when the the magnet started going do 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 do, and the music started picking up, and I'm, my body started like overheating in there. Um, did, you, did your bottom not get like hot? Uh, my bottom remained a temperate level okay. of <laughs> my, energy. My back and my bottom. Well, I keep saying bottom, but kept getting super super hot in there, and I don't know if that was because I was like. Having a panic attack. Maybe or you what? were trying to twerk. It sounded like the beat was boom boom. Oh, your is that what your bottom happening? was heating up? Oh <laughs> my god! He's got that Brazilian bottom. It was oh. just wanting to go boom boom. Dude, I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say boom boom. Uh, okay, all right. Let's get to this week's topic. Obviously, we're going to be doing a different format. If you guys have read some of the cliff notes at the beginning of this episode, instead of coming up with one topic, the boys each picked one topic that intrigued them on the current landscape for us to discuss. So let's get into the first topic brought up to us by David. What is the role comedians play in our culture? David, what sparked your interest in this topic? Well, it's what sparked my interest was the classic tale, me and my brother hanging out, throwing some whiskey back, playing some chess, smoking some Marlboro Reds, cowboy killers. That's not true. That's not a product plug. But we were drinking and hanging out one night, and we are like, oh, let's watch Netflix. And we turned on Netflix, and there was Dave Chappelle's new uh, stand-up skit. And Dave Chappelle, he's a household name. You know, everybody knows him. He's a famous comedian. So we started watching it. And we weren't really in the mood to enjoy the his routine. So we kind of turned it off after a couple of his jokes. Oh, wow. But uh, later, in my loneliness, I went back to Netflix. And I was like, oh, I'll watch it. Whatever. I'll finish it. And so the... the the Dave Chappelle stand-up skit, it generated some controversy as far as the headlines went. So I became intrigued by the concept of comedians. And so you wanted to bring it to us, kind of like a discussion, and see where we think culture kind of intertwines with comedians? Well, yeah, and here's what I, I guess I'll uh, expand on that a little bit. It seems like, because my, my YouTube started recommending trending videos, so I watched some other stand-up comedians, and it hit me that one of the themes that the funny comedians were doing was making people laugh at things that people could relate to, that they, there was emotional charge. So if you think about like what makes people laugh, 
it's a perspective on life that's different than the perspective they've taken already. So like the, the famous line, funny thing happened to me on the way to work today. And, uh, Everybody can relate because everybody's on the way to work mm-hmm. and weird stuff happens, but it's so inconsequential because they're trying to get to work. But it's that weird stuff that this guy highlights. Anyway, that being said, it seems like the comedian's role is to to highlight cultural life where it's at right now and find the hypocrisy and and just weird humorous parts about it. The, mm-hmm. the irony, you know, those kind of ideas. Yeah. So it's it's I'll say like when I was watching Family Guy early on. It was the first time I saw a cartoon that started ripping on Christianity, like making fun of it. And it was kind of uncomfortable for me because I was very, I grew up, my dad's a pastor and I'm a Christian. And I was like, oh, they're making st- fun of stuff that I really think is true. And this is kind of a no-go zone. But as I became aware of the, the realm of comedy, there was this idea that nothing is off limits. And you see that in South Park. And you see that in the idea of like a true comedian, he can make fun of anything. And so what's behind that, I think, is the ability to remove yourself from whatever situation you feel emotional charge in and find the ridiculous or the humorous element of that moment. And I, I, to elaborate on that, I definitely think that, you know, with comedy, it is supposed to also kind of help heal our society. Yeah. I think it's supposed to, you know, OK, you know, enough time has passed. We can joke about it. You know, we can remember it in a different light. It'd be a little more I guess I guess the best word is humorous in the situation, but I also think that you know comedians have this power that we don't talk about where they can actually pace the the thought morals of our society. Do you agree to that? Pace or at least uh, reveal in a new way. Mm. So, because I, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan podcasts and he's a stand up comedian and he talks about the art of the stand up comedian life a little bit and he also talks about the atmosphere of the stand up comedian world. And some of the things people have been talking about lately is the taboo topics, mm. things that you can't talk about. So for me growing up, one of the taboo topics, if I was trying to be a stand-up comedian, would have been Christianity because that was something I was very sensitive about and serious about. And now the shift has changed, I think, from taboo topics where the things that people get uncomfortable joking about are things like LGBTQ or uh, especially transsexual movements, um, racism in America, these issues that are very emotionally laden, when somebody tries to make a joke about that, people are kind of like, mm, ooh, you know that kind of feeling like, ooh, yeah. you shouldn't have said that, bro. Yeah. Like that's, I'll give an example, a self-de- self-defacing example. Mm-hmm. When I was in anthropology class last year, uh, somebody said, oh, that's like calling the pot calling the kettle black. And I said, don't you mean the pot calling the kettle African-American? And people were just like, ooh. And I was even like, oh, David, that's kind of a dumb joke. Yeah. But at the same time, the reason why they had that negative reaction to it was because it was a, a subject that was already laden with sensitive emotions, you know? It was like a no-go, no-fly zone. So do you think, like, our culture, you know, while we embrace the comedians and how they kind of control the thought narrative on what is okay and what's right, is that there's also lines that they create for themselves? Sometimes, Well, it depends on what kind of culture you have, and that's the interesting thing about today. People were starting to get blacklisted or booed or negative press for making jokes about things that were sensitive. Yeah. So... And I watched the the whole special, and then I read some reports on it, like uh, Vox had one, and of course Vice News had one, and a couple of them tore Dave Chappelle apart because yeah. he made fun of LGBTQ, the the pre mentioned, and he even had jokes about like pedophilia, which is a hot topic today, and it, that's something like my mom would never laugh at a joke about, yeah. and I don't even know if it's justified to laugh about a joke on pedophilia. I just know there's humor elements and things that people will laugh at regardless of what the content is but i was noticing a lot of this press was negative towards dave chappelle's skit not because of his quality of jokes but because of the sub the content in them well and i think uh, to continue on this thought is that nobody else is talking about it like the way he is so he's more or less paving the way for this thought and that's interesting because you paved the way for my transition as we enter into a new era i think ideally if i was a progressive person if i was like on board with the lgbt if i was the president of lgbtq movement or whatever Mm -hmm. i would say i want these ideas to get to the point in america where people can joke about them because when people can joke about them they're accepted they're like welcomed it's like when you can't hit a baby right because it's still new to the world it's fragile you can't joke about a new idea like so laden with pain and fragile like lgbtq but you'd want it to get to a point where 
like a healthy kid, you can smack them around a little bit. They're fine, you know. Whoa, whoa, Parent whoa. of the year. <laughs> whoa, no, let's, you get let's, what I'm saying, though. But, yeah, yeah, but we do not condone corporal punishment <laughs> on this podcast. Let's clarify what is that. corporal punishment? So, so that's what spanking. Oh, I condone that. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> ben, you've 100%. been really quiet. What are your thoughts on this topic? You know, like, it's really controversial for me because, like, one, we find a lot of the stuff that he says funny, mm. you know, but, like, I would say that a lot of times, and, co- and not just Dave Chappelle as yeah. person, but com- c- uh, comedy in general. Yeah, you know, like m- my thing is, is it, it is very controversial. Uh, a lot of a lot of comedy is, yeah. and do we condone it and just write it off as like people are? Oh, it's you know hysterical. They're just making jokes about it, mm-hmm. or like are they actually saying stuff that like everybody's thinking? But they're just making it into a comedy like role. Yeah, like they're a little too afraid to actually like discuss it. But hey, they open the door. Oh, it's, so they joke. So it must be okay for us to talk about it. Correct. Exactly. Um, you know, one of the thing was like he had in the opening um, one of the credits or something to that yeah. extent. He had mentioned something about the founding fathers, uh, and he used you know like a racial slur, saying that you know somebody had. Um, they were written writing the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence gotcha. or something like that, and like eh, it, to me, it was like, mm, why one why you yeah. know, and two like it's not super necessary to do that. Yeah, and you kind of just offended people for no reason. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't all that funny. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that the big topic to talk about is that our generation, our I would say our generation as a whole, is influenced by shock value, and I, what I mean by shock value is like. Something that kind of like, we're, oh, we're laughing through the motions. Oh, he's telling the same joke, self-deprecation. Like, oh, um, you know, what was me, blah, blah, blah. But, but bam, he drops like a racial slur and he's white. It's like, whoa, am yeah. I allowed to laugh at that? Exactly. And it's the shock value. And it's like, oh, yeah, I, I can laugh at it because, you know, a white guy said it. Yeah. Or, you know, a, a black guy making fun of white people. It's, it's a taboo subject. But, mm-hmm. you know, we want to we wanna feel alive. And I think the shock is what kicks into our system that makes us say, hey, that's funny to us now. Yeah. One of the things, like, uh, I watched the promo video for it, and mm. uh, the voice behind it was Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and, like, part of me was just, like, I, I had already seen some of the content, mm-hmm. and I was like, I wonder if, you know, before Morgan Freeman agreed to do this, if he had... If he knew the content. If he knew the content. Because yeah. <laughs> knowing Morgan Freeman as a person, like, Yikes. I mean, not yeah. personally, but just, you know, from what I've heard and read about him, like, he doesn't seem like the person to be in this type of uh like uh cr- criticism and stuff like that yeah i uh it's funny um david brought this topic to us the day before i had watched angel has fallen and then i saw morgan freeman narrating you know this this controversial comedian's you yeah. know intro and i was like what the heck this can't be the same morgan freeman but it's funny because it's like even morgan freeman who's two or three generations behind us sees the value in shock value comedy and it's oh, like yeah. hey putting my name to this will make it even more funny because it's, it's hey, I'm Morgan Freeman. This isn't what I standardly talk about. Yeah. I guess one of my, like, you know, my big question in the whole comedy role is, do we continue to just write it off as comedy, or do we feel like it's crossed a line? That's a tough thing, because, like, crossing the line, what is the line? People's yep. sensitivities or an idea that is off limits to us joking about? Because I think religiously there's the idea of the sacred and the profane mm-hmm. where the sacred is like divine and profane is what the humans in our fallen nature muddy up. But and the, and the biggest one of the biggest downfalls of oh, just good stuff, I guess, is <laughs> dragging that sacred into the profane yeah. and, mm-hmm. and tainting it. And, and there's a part of uh, the comedian's role that walks on that line. And I think if I didn't believe in God, if I just believed in nothing, then I'd say any, you can make fun of anything. Nothing yeah. matters. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And it, you should make fun of everything to try and get new perspectives on things and highlight people's hypocrisy. But I do believe there should be some things off limits. I do think that the role of the comedian is very fascinating. And even if you go back to like the jester role in the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is true because I haven't re- read a lot of jester accounts. <laughs> but I feel like their job was always tenuous. Like yeah. it was all fun and games till you did something wrong, and the queen was like, "Get rid of him, off with his head." Yeah. So in the same way, the comedians like they try to say funny jokes and they try to push the bounds until somebody's like, "Oh, you went too far. You're done." Well, do you guys remember? Ah, sorry. Do you guys remember how Dane Cook kind of lost his fall? 
I just, yeah, what happened to him? He made a joke about the Aurora shootings like two months after they happened. Right, okay. And obviously, like, it, the wounds are still fresh. And I think, like, you have to walk that teetering line, which mm-hmm. is so dangerous. Pete Davidson, I think, was one of the first person that I actually started seeing this in real life was when he made a 9-11 joke because his dad died in 9-11. And he made a 9-11 joke at Justin Bieber's roast. And it was like, whoa. So basically, you know, the comedians have to figure out what's okay for them to say and what's not okay and their lives and livelihood could be ruined because of it mm-hmm. yeah and what is okay and what's not okay is an interesting litmus test on where the culture is at mm-hmm. and so i try to remove myself from like whether or not i'm offended or not and yeah. i try to see what's going on with today and what how are people reacting to this and so far what i've seen i mean there were a couple re- responses to dave Chappelle's new skit where it said oh he brought comedy right where it needs to be on the on the fringe of what's acceptable but most people were saying this guy went too far and he's doing some lame jokes about things that are off limits and the things that were off limits were ideas of like lgbtq mm-hmm. or even he had a big spiel on jesse smollett the guy that faked mm-hmm. the hate crime and I thought it was revealing where we're not willing to look at some of the outrageous ideas that we're promoting yet. And we can't even joke about them, but they're so prevalent and they're so constant. And I'm not saying Dave Chappelle did this in the most perfect way, but he brought like the dirty skeletons out of the closet and he said, Hey, you're not going to laugh at this. Why? Cause it's, it's, in its own little category of not laughing at, even though all this other stuff is going on. So it's it, it's interesting that uh, the this whole dynamic about him getting yelled at for talking about mm-hmm. LGBTQ when his whole stick growing up. Uh oh, it's Dave Chappelle. What is happening? He's calling. <laughs> I don't we, even know where this noise is coming from. <laughs> this is from the computer. What I is happening? Anyways, so <laughs> try muting it. It is mute. <laughs> Guys, this is terrible radio. Oh, had to mute it. What the heck are these people doing? Like, stop. David. I tell people <laughs> these things. Anyways, so the whole thing about Dave Chappelle and his whole LGBTQ, wherever, how you say it, is like he's been doing these jokes forever, and now mm-hmm. people are just getting mad about them. In his 1999 like stand-up special, he was calling people the F-words, and I'll let you guys you know, come up with the what that word is. He's calling them during the show and all this, and nobody, everyone laughed. Mm-hmm. But now because this is a hot topic, people are offended by it. It's like, yeah. like, what is Dave Chappelle supposed to do? I mean, this got him a big laugh 10, 15 years ago. And sure, reading the audience is a huge deal oh, yeah. and everything, but uh, it's kind of sacrilegious and you know um, hypocritical of the audience to not laugh at this now because it's, oh, it's the times are changing. Mm-hmm. We you have to change as well. And it's like, if this worked in the past, why is he being judged now for it? Yeah, you know, a good comparison to that is um, the the TV show The Office. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. if that were to come out in today's time, it would not fly. Yeah. But, you know... Because of Oscar? <laughs> no, the way Michael, Michael dealt with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's a couple Straight up kissing episodes. a guy in the, the episode? Ugh. Yeah, like... <laughs> and I'm telling what? you, if <laughs> no, because of how wrong that would be today. Oh, 100 uh, percent. Yeah. yeah, not because it's gross. Yeah, even I mean, wait, okay. you wait to think about it, David. Um, I, I'd have okay. It's, it's a bad ad- admittance, but I have like just started watching The Office. Oh Burn him. Harrison. <laughs> uh, so like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, if this were to come out now, like it would have not gone over the way that it did. So looking at the uh, slangs that they use and the terms that, you know, they say and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And I mean, it, it would have been bad. So I think you're you're onto something, Jack. Like, why was it OK in the 90s when we watched it? But now it's not OK. So I guess it just depends on your audience. Like, I, If you don't think it's OK, don't watch it. No. And I think that our society is proving this. Our point is that our the comedians, what they speak about. It needs to change with the society, or they're going to lose their whole credibility. And oh yeah, I, it's sad to say that. I mean, you look at people who steal jokes, like the Carlos Mencia. I saw the mm. whole thing with him and Joe Rogan. Like, yeah, you can have that happen, but the quickest way to lose your credibility as a comedian is not changing with the times. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that the comedian should change, or do you think their role as a counterculture figure is important to reflect the hypocrisy of 
people's meta beliefs or whatever. Well, you call I, it. I think the problem is it's not them changing because you look at a lot of comedians, they stick with the same shtick mm-hmm. uh, unless they become rich and then they try to do rich jokes and they suck at that anyways. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem is as a society, we allow ourselves to be swayed or desensitized to issues because of comedy. And it's, it's sad to say it like that, but it's the truth is, you know, we, one thing that's funny to us the next day is not going to be mm-hmm. funny. And it's like, like either you grow up, which is understandable or, you know, stop being so petty. Mm-hmm. I think that's the easiest way to scr- it's, uh, We're becoming a petty society. We want to become outraged about something. So, Hey, let's put it on this guy because he said one thing that offended me. Yeah. I think, I think that's what I was, I was more concerned about is that people are unwilling to deal with certain topics or even discuss them in one, a comedic way, but also in a way that looks at it full picture instead of just saying you go, whatever the cause is, you do your thing, and I'm not going to question anything about that. People, you know, I lost my train of thought, but... Um, oh, boy. It's gone. It went somewhere. So let me ask you a question while you're trying to figure that out. Do you have... Is, is every time society changes... Um, our th- wow, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Who's so, taking our so, trains? Woo! So Return those trains. Is there ever going to be a time society as a majority... Uh, escapes these thought traps and form unified opinions or will people always argue for the sake of arguing? I think people like arguing. I think that's the truth and that's the, what it comes down to is people want to be offended. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that's the, the, the point we're trying to make is people want to have some <laughs> reason to argue. They want someone else to be wrong for in their mind so they put it on these comedians. And now, granted, there are comedians who say terrible, terrible things. We're mm-hmm. not defending them as a whole. But I also think that, you know, we we gotta stop being petty. Yeah. I keep using that word, but it's so true. I was like doing my research on this. I was like, people, just, like, oh my goodness. So he says one word, and that automatically makes you say, "Ban this person for life." No, granted, yeah. sometimes these words are terrible. We're not we're not gonna excuse that as a whole. But I mean, it's like grow up. Part of growing up on top of that, you know, with changing your ideals, is also realizing it's not a big deal. He said one thing. Let's move on to the next joke. Once he's done with this, forget about it. Right. I, I mm-hmm. don't know why we can't do that. Yeah. Take it, take it, and watch it. Like it, laugh or don't. Like there you full, go. full disclaimer, it does contain a lot of profanity, and uh, I wouldn't watch it with my mom or wait, Dave Chappelle. Special, yeah, Dave yeah. Chappelle. I'm just saying, if anybody, there's like, a lot oh, of specials. Watch this. I mean, let's let's be real. Our our we see our mothers, and we want to protect them as as a you know kind of like sons. We want to protect them, and that also pertains to protecting their ears and what they hear. <laughs> and I'm just being real. Protect their ears. And so like I think that like there's not many comedy specials that I would watch with my mother because yeah. it's just mm-hmm. uh, profanities is what sells on the comedy right I'm now. I'm using too. that as an example just if you do watch it be prepared. Oh, okay. It's not for the We're not condoning that special ears, anyways. But, but yeah, but. I mean there I think there is some value to draw from that experience where there's outrage involving these topics and it's just interesting to see the evolution of ethics or what's appropriate because that's i mean people's group thoughts have changed their sensitivities have changed collectively yeah and th- like you said 10 years ago stuff like th- like I, and i'm not going to edit myself but i don't mean any offense by this but people like dr dre and eminem were using the word faggot in rap songs mm-hmm. and not in a way to like hate on gay people but in a way of hating on somebody by calling him like a gay expletives so that was commonplace in modern media and now that is like a very taboo word so it's just interesting seeing the progression of ideas and whatnot well this podcast now has to become explicit because david dropped the f word but see even that jack we're just playing by the rules of whoever says what's explicit well yeah the point is like now that that is a word that actually offends people and we have to be careful and guard ourselves so like that's why we say that it's the f word and stuff now because i mean there are actually people who get offended by that yeah that's not definitely and that's because it's a hurtful word that's been used irreverently towards these people it's not what it means to be a bundle of sticks like if you say it in england it's not a disrespectful well, word, i don't but think dr dre was saying it as a bundle <laughs> of sticks either well eminem definitely does say it as uh as a gay slur so that's why <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to say like you got to be careful with the way you interpret that because he 100 percent meant yeah. it as a oh, gay yeah. slur so let's move on to the next topic because this is getting a little little too uh i will burn wrong for this. <laughs> so don't condemn next my topic friends is, for this. is ben's topic so ben do you think Trump is abusing his power to boost his own bez- business ventures? This is your topic, so I'm going to let you take the lead on this. Thank you. Um, I think my spot is very different than yours. So <laughs> I'm going to say absolutely not. Gotcha. I think he is the smartest person 
ever for doing this because, I mean, maybe not the smartest person ever. Okay, I gave him a little too much credit. But anyway, like, these people, when he travels, has, like, they have to stay somewhere, mm-hmm. okay? Why would I not redirect those funds into <laughs> nice, luxurious <laughs> hotels that I may profit off of? <laughs> like, what does it matter? It'd be one thing if... I, the one thing that I could not find is, one, is he, like, overcharging the government for all of this? I, I don't think Trump has the, like... I, I don't know if I want to say power in his companies yeah. to be like, oh, hey, we're going to stay at this hotel, so, like, let's call them and, like, double charge kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, so... If they're all coming to West Palm Beach, let's say, like, why would he not put the Secret Service up in his hotel? The other part that I'm kind of concerned about here, or not concerned about, but, like, wondering, which I couldn't find any research on, what if he's not charging? What if he's staying here for free? Uh, he's actually charging. Okay, good. <laughs> but, uh, but, Ben, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but can you explain what exactly is the contention? Yes. Sorry, I, I don't think people know what we're trying to talk about. Okay. So recently, there's been there's been two like um, things that have been brought up. Mm-hmm. One, uh, when Mike Pence was staying over overseas in, he, in Ireland, in Ireland, yep, he was staying at Trump's uh, Dunbeg Resort. All right, which happened to be a little bit out of the way from where he was meeting the prime minister. Thirty minutes. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Thirty minutes. Okay, like. So the everybody's making a stink that now Trump is putting his Secret Service, his uh, vice president, all of this kind of stuff in his own hotels, mm-hmm. profiting off of the government and um, sp- like spending his funds uh, irresponsibly. Okay. So the our question is: Is he really spending them irresponsibly? Is he being smart? What you know, like what is he doing? So, and I'll I'll kind of play the devil's advocate on this because I like doing that. So a lot of people are going to be quoting the title of nobility clause, which is in our Constitution, which I'll read word for word right now. It is a provision in Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8 of the United States Constitution that prohibits the federal government from granting titles of nobility and restricts members of the government from receiving gifts, emoluments, uh, offices, or titles from foreign states and monarchies without the consent of the United States Congress. This clause is subject to interpretation. Now, what kind of is frustrating is all people see at the end is this clause is subject to interpretation. And again, playing as the devil's advocate, that means, hey, you are the president. You shouldn't stay at any place you want to stay. What the problem is people aren't realizing is that Trump is, A, giving giving the government a discount. I honestly think he's only charging for the rooms. He's not charging for food um, or um, for staff to stay there. Mm-hmm. But like you know, the cabinets he is charging for them because they're staying in the presidential suites because so you know he has to pay for that because otherwise he's losing money. Oh yeah. But my question is like, don't you think that kind of feels dirty? Because you know people are going to say that's kind of like, hey, why are you staying at your place and not trying to benefit other people? Is it going to really affect other people to a point that it matters? I would say it, like, it's not going to affect other people. Like. If he's staying somewhere where there's not a Trump hotel, yeah, like naturally he's not gonna like go to a different state and f- fly his people in and out, yeah, you know, like if he's staying in Nevada and let's just say there's and probably not the Area 51 raid, but um, <laughs> if he's staying in Nevada, is he gonna stay at a Trump hotel if there's one available? Mm. Yes, if there's one not available. Probably not. Well, again, I want to get off this, you know, devil's advocate trail now because I, I think that <laughs> Too it's late, stupid. Jack. It's thing it's I honestly think it's a stupid thing that people are even trying to bring this up. Is that, you know, Trump knows the ins and outs. His staff knows the ins and outs of his oh, hotels. Yeah. They can protect that property much better than they could at a place they don't 100%. know. One hundred percent. And that's the my thought process is like, sure, yeah, he's making a little dough on the side, but is it really enough that you have to put it up in an uproar about it? Because it's like Yo, he's making dimes on the dollar for himself because it's he's a billionaire. He's oh yeah, he doesn't care about that money. Sure, you know, it brings a little publicity to his place, but like again, I think the biggest strategy in this situation is knowing where he's going. I think that you can't put a value on that when you know, hey, like this is one entrance. This is where someone could actually infiltrate. You know, mm-hmm. come and kill our president, and it's that's 
that's saving money on the fact is you don't have to do the prep work to figure out yep. where the entrance is, where the exits are. And that's money he's saving for the government on top yep. of that. So I think that when you bring this up, you better have more than just that this clause is, uh, is subject to interpretation because that's bull crap because mm-hmm. that's six words that mean absolutely nothing. And it's talking about, you know, Trump trying to become the king, which he's not. Yeah. Like... I would say that if they didn't even if if he wasn't doing this, all right, and he was staying at other people's hotels, yeah, there'd be an article out there be like Trump won't even stay at his own hotels, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, right, you know. So so so, do you think that this is more of a uh, we need something to complain about Trump for the week? So let's bring this up. Yes. Okay. And, <laughs> and I think I mean I think it has a little validity because like. You know, you want to question, like, okay, why is he staying at his own hotels? Mm-hmm. Why did he put the VP, like, you know, 30 minutes away from where he was supposed to be? Like, it could be smart tactics. Like, we don't know where did where did he stay last time he was, you know, in, um, in, in Ireland or something like that. Like, where, how do we know that he didn't stay 30 minutes away from any other place? Like, they're just doing this because it was a Trump place. And also, Trump doesn't schedule the vice presidents, like, where he stays. Right. That the vice president has his own chief of staff who does it. Sure, Trump's like, hey, you stay here, we'll give you a discount. Okay, why would you not want to stay there? Because you have a budget. I want to stay under that. Again, yeah. we're not big Trump supporters here, but we're saying, like, this is the stupidest thing you guys oh, could yes. literally make articles out of. 100%. What, like, I... As I was reading all these articles and going through this, like, first, after rolling my eyes so many times, <laughs> like, they're like, oh, Trump's Secret Service spent thousands at a hotel. Like, okay, whip de doo Did we ever check how much Obama spent paying, playing golf in his eight years? And like, how much, you know how easy to spend $1,000 at a hotel if you just order room service, like, three days in a row? Yes. Whoa. But, I mean, you're also talking how many Secret Service yeah. agents does it take <laughs> yeah. for... To protect the president. A president has at least like 24 on him at a time. Right. So Jeez. he spent thousands. Okay, great. He didn't spend hundred thousands. He could have. <laughs> like, and plus my thing is, is like, he has designed these resorts mm-hmm. for the most luxurious, the most comfort, all that kind yeah. of stuff. I'm sorry. If I had the choice between the Trump Hotel and the Best Western, <laughs> all right, like where are we staying? <laughs> Which oh one's boy. got the continental breakfast? <laughs> Not Trump. Not you got to pay for that. Yeah. Western it is for uh, me. Yeah. But like he's designed these. David, golf you're courses. efficient president. Yeah, I'm like poor. these golf courses. Like he's designed. He loves going to play his own yeah. golf courses. Even when he wasn't president, he stayed at his own facilities. Yeah. Like so, hop off your boat here, folks. <laughs> I would say, say Jack, me, and Ben went on a trip to, I don't know, let's say Missouri. The first what thing the I'd heck? be like is, yo, Jack, do you know anybody in Missouri? Ben, you know anybody in Missouri? True. David, you yeah. know anybody in Missouri? I do. My brother lives out there. Oh, sweet. Let's stay at his place. Hey, Trump, we're going to Ireland. Do you know anybody there? Actually, I got a pretty sweet hotel there. Yeah. You know? And it's 30 minutes away. But what? Like, 30 minutes is nothing to oh, us. Yeah. Like, I, again, people always say the whole analogy, like, Americans, you know, 30 minutes driving is, is nothing for us, but 30 minutes driving for Europeans a lot. But it's like, yo, Tr- Pence lives in Indiana, where he lives in <laughs> no the middle of nowhere. That's Hoosier country. Yeah. There's nothing there except for basketball hoops everywhere. I That's know it. Gizzard. <laughs> That's on the movie. Which, <laughs> in that movie. Their biggest complaint was he didn't even drive. Like, he took Air Force Two. Okay. <laughs> Air what Force Two. Is that the helicopter? Yes. Yeah. No, th- I thought that was Marine Force One. Uh, Marine, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I think Air Force Two is a big just jumbo jet. Air, so yeah. yeah, Air Force Two so, is like this weird like, blimp. It out required there. him to commute to meetings uh within the island nation on Air Force Two. Like, okay. Can we get back to what Obama spent playing golf on Air uh, Force One? Like wait, 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 wait. <laughs> putt putt? Putt putt? They have a whole no. uh, par nine on there? Did, whoa, was he just <laughs> opening the hatch and just knocking balls in the Can water? Can we also oh, yeah. get That'd back to awesome. stuff that like matters instead yes. of Trump's yes. hotel itinerary? Oh my you want to find corruption in government spending? Look at the military's budget. Oh, I mean, I don't want to rat David, us out. David's going at But I'm just saying, I stayed, heavy at, I stayed at hotels for training and I was like, man, this is a vacation. <laughs> yeah. You know, but and the same thing with the the golfing thing I I read about for my studious study on this topic. 
But I guess Trump was supposed Stupid. to meet with some European leaders, and instead he said, I have to go take care of the hurricane stuff. And while he was staying in America, he was caught playing golf, and somebody took some pictures of him <laughs> for like four hours. And he said, you know, it was just a quick tea in the midst of all my busy activities or whatever. You know, he had an excuse. And I thought I thought of it in two ways. One, if I called my boss and I was like, "Hey, I can't come in today. I gotta help my grandmother. There's hurricane stuff all over her yard," and then somebody caught pictures of me like playing video games that same day, they'd be like, "Oh, David, that's messed up, man. You could have gone to work." But on the other hand, people hate Trump if he does stuff. Now people are hating if he doesn't do stuff. Oh yeah. Half of you should be happy that he's not making any changes because you hate all the ones that he does. Good, he's out yeah. on the golf course. He can't hurt anybody. Uh, he's not firing and, anyone. You know, right. It's just so ridiculous, man. Who are these news reporters that think the breaking story is on part, you know, hole three or whatever? The yeah. breaking story is all the other stuff. Let's that's talk going about the on. hurricane that's devastating the East yeah. Coast right now, or the hurricane that never made landfall and everybody bankrupted the gas station, or not bankrupted. Well, it, it made landfall in Charleston. In Charleston, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying around here. Well, dude, that's just being prepped, you know. No, that's a smart thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've got questions. We don't about know. The we all had our fans on us. But, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, we don't know where the direction of hurricanes are. That that's right. a it's a god event that we can't control. We can't d- declare the narrative. I bet some people way. do. <laughs> David, <laughs> a conspiracy yeah, for everything. There's only one person. There we go, and his name is God. Hillary yeah. Clinton. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> every episode somehow Come she at sneaks me. in. I she know. Sneaks I think in she stole every- my lawnmower. That's messed up, Hillary. Oh, uh, talking about the uh, Hurricane Dorian, and we're talking about Trump's golf and all this kind of stuff. He was supposed to go overseas to um, to meet with somebody, and he canceled the trip because he said he had to uh, stay here in case of an emergency for Hurricane Dorian, which was very noble of him. And all of a sudden, he's out playing golf, right? Yeah. And so everybody's now hammering on him because he didn't go see uh, who he was supposed to, and now he's out playing golf. Like he said, he had to stay here for you know an event of national security and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, we all were freaking out here. Uh, I mean, maybe yeah. not we all, but there was a lot of people freaking out in Florida. Like this hurricane was supposed to come and hit us, and so. We all panicked. Why can't he panic? Like, does he not have the ability to do that? And what was it, Labor Day? How how yeah. many people yes. do you think in America play golf on Labor Day? Yeah, probably a lot, a lot of them. And I get, I get it. Like, well, dude, you can't miss your tea times. You don't yeah. like. Who wants to pay the fees Just, if you're missing oh, your tea times? Yeah. We don't care about Trump playing golf. Oh, you know, know. like so much bigger new, I issues. To, I want to rewrite the news creed or their their like mantra whatever they say to themselves in the morning to motivate them to go to work what's comeback topic can i come up with today you you should check it out there's actually a website called (laughs) trumpgolfcount.com like it just counts how many times he plays i'm not saying he's like a great guy maybe he plays too much golf but that is the least of my concerns right now how much golf trump's playing yeah yeah like maybe it's his stress reliever like uh, maybe it keeps him from touching the nuclear button like so play yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Trump play as much golf as you want. <laughs> All right, are we done on this topic? I think so. All right, let's move on to some listener questions. Oh, here we go. You guys always tend to tickle our fancy. <laughs> our fan- our fancies have been tickled but many times by these questions. Can we stop saying that? It just makes I me just uncomfortable. We word the thing Ben said to <laughs> make it weirder. All right. First listener question came in, says, when are you guys going to discuss the collusion of the NBA screwing over the New York Knicks? The Knicks have colluded against themselves. Hold up. They are garbage, dude. They draft the wrong people every time. I I think what this needs to be stated, there is no collusion. James Dolan is a straight-up idiot. Is that the guy that threw the person out for good? He's He's banned a Yeah, he's the owner. Yeah, no, he's not good. (laughs) He bans Clint Frazier, one of his best all-time players, because he just had a disagreement with some valet. And it's like, dude, what the heck? You're going to alienate your whole fan base. And granted, he owns Madison Square Garden, so he's got a crap ton of money. He probably doesn't give a crap about that. But he's just a straight-up idiot. So, like, he didn't even ha- take a meeting with Kevin Durant, one, probably the second best player in the NBA right Ugh. now. Why do you guys... <laughs> <laughs> I love I how he goes... Uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, but you can't disagree with the fact he's the second best player I in the NBA. put a couple people in front of Who? him. Who could you put in front of him? Dwayne Wade. Oh, he's not in anymore. This That's is why. All right, so David has just made himself, <laughs> you know, invalid on this topic because he just Giannis. put Dwayne Wade. Ante Caputo and Kawhi Leonard. I don't know. No. I don't like Durant. I don't think he's a competitor. Durant 
Yeah, I think after he's good, he, after but... he's won, you know, two championships. Yeah, no, I, he's a talent, no doubt. Continue. Sorry, yeah. that's just my. I I don't talking. think the NBA is screwing them over. I think the Knicks are just stupid. And the fact is that they put all their chips in the basket to get Zion Williamson on a on a reckless uh, lottery system, and it's like the balls aren't going to be frozen again for you, so you can get your next Patrick Ewing again. That's another controversy if you ever want to look that up. Ooh. <laughs> Homework from Jack. No, I would just say, good. since I've been watching basketball, uh, 2003, Madison Square Garden, very famous arena, mm. and everybody only talks about it when other teams come in to play there. <laughs> like, yep. LeBron tonight is playing at Madison Square, or yep. Allen Iverson at Madison Square. It's never like, oh, let's see what the Knicks got going on no. at Madison Square. You know, you know what's funny? As I was listening to the 30 for 30 podcast um, about Donald Sterling. And because the um, Clippers were so bad for so long, their ads would literally have pictures of the uh, the, the visiting team's oh, players yeah. because he that he knew that that would sell people come in just because they're NBA fans, not because they're Clippers fans. They want to see the best players play. So he'd have like pictures of Michael Jordan's coming to the Staples Center, and it's like, what the heck? Or not Staples? That would be the venue, uh, the Forum back then. And it was like, uh, what the heck, man? Like you're because he didn't want to buy talent. They shouldn't have never let Carmelo Anthony go. Who? The Knicks. Okay. <laughs> again, David's invalid once again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think Carmelo had some problems. All right, David, this question is uh, towards you. I'm ready. Is there ever a chance Kanye will ever be president? He did say that back at, the, I think it was the VMA Awards. He said, I'm going to be president. But I think he said 2020, so he's late. No, I he will said 2024. I Because he loves Trump. He's, I he would never go against Trump. I don't think he will ever become president. After the whole MAGA hat fiasco, but I wish he would. Could it be him and Kim Kardashian? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Kim's, what? Kim can carry the vote herself. The Kardashians yeah. in the White House? Oh, Are you gosh. kidding me? That's that would be terrifying. insane. You'd have Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> running around, just running around. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know what's funny is thinking like this is like, I think people would finally realize how little power a president really has once he's in power because you'd be like, oh no, now we have a legit crazy person in there who's just going to blow up the whole house or blow up the whole world, excuse me. And uh, you're going to realize like he's basically just a figurehead. Like, mm-hmm. And that's why everyone, they freak out like Trump's doing this, Trump's doing that. Trump isn't doing crap, it's your government. Yeah. Go talk to your local government. They're the ones making these changes. It's not you. Mm-hmm. You know that the, the whole tax bill was, sure, people are like, oh, it's, it was Trump's idea, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but your Congress is the one who voted on it. Like, it wasn't Trump who was pushing the trigger on those right. votes. That was your people you elected. So, like, it's funny when people are like, oh, this person would be a terrible president. Oh, so you'd just be a terrible person to be standing in front of, you know, Putin at the National Picture Day? <laughs> Kanye would do well. Dude, Kanye would straight up just... I don't Death know. glare Putin, I think. As fun as it would be, I don't think it will work for Kanye. Yeah, but everyone says president. about Donald Trump, too. Yeah, yeah. And Donald Trump, I would have, if you asked me Donald Trump or Kanye, who's more unlikely, I would have said Donald Trump. Because Kanye, he has people who, like, his wife is a superstar. Oh, yeah. She Donald, will bring people to vote. Donald Trump, they had to find some old hidden camera footage for him using curse words on tape. Kanye, just pick up some of those albums, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they're uh, not ready. This kind of goes back to your whole topic. It's like the narrative has changed. It's not a bad yeah. thing anymore to say it those is words. True. Some of the words depends on who's yep. saying them. Yeah. All right. Next question. All right, Jack. Has anyone reached out with interest in storming Area 51? Actually, there is a group here in Southwest Florida who are actually flying out September 18th. If you are need you the serious? info, we will send it to you. Do they have a group name? I I was asked not to release that. I was just informed to point people in the direction if they oh, actually want to go. Wow. They're okay. actually like legit want to storm. They have like Uh-oh. they're like training for it and we everything. Can't be, oh gosh, we like might actually we are runs? not aiding or abetting any kind of no terrorist organization. No Naruto runnings. They're actually like training how to duck and weave past bullets. They actually think what? they're gonna get a shot at yeah. You they're can dodge legit. a wrench, you can dodge a Dude, fire. They got two hundred people going. I'm gonna oh just say goodness. that right now. Like two people, two hundred people who bought tickets that are ready to go. Wow. We do not condone this. No, hundred <laughs> percent. I will say. Look at David being the adult slurs. right now. No, I'm just saying. Like there are s- people guarding those, uh, yeah, fences and stuff that are Americans as well, and you don't want to support some kind of murderous yeah. attack on them. No, no, because it probably go the other way. I, it's just. Bloodshed. I think for me, it was just kind of like awe inspiring. Like people are actually like, I'm planning to get shot at, and I still want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Like it's funny because it's like I don't think these people really know what it's like to be have bullets whizzing past their heads. 
if some DJ goes down there, like, who's one of the hottest DJs? No, who's going? Uh, Lil Nas Lil Nas is doing a concert there. Oh, tempting. Just <laughs> to be there part of the hype. There we go. We got David who was actually... Hype train. All right. So why is no one talking about how sorry Team USA is doing in the World Cup for basketball right now? Oh, uh, do you really want... Do you want All my right, opinion? I'm taking this one. Do you want Look it, at me. Look at me straight right now. What are we doing, LeBron? What are we doing, Kyrie? Why are we letting ourselves almost get beat by Turkey without Enos Cantor? This is a national embarrassment. I can't stress that enough. This is just painful to watch us have Turkey basically win the game and then throw it away just because we got lucky. This is garbage. We need to be beating teams by 40 like we just beat Japan. I am sick of this crap. Like This is our sport. This is America's sport, and we're throwing it away because, oh, I'm too tired from the gruel of the season. Get over it. Put your country's color on your back and go out and spank some grease butt tomorrow. Okay. Jack, very patriotic, motivating. I have a slightly different take. First of all, Turkey, just work on the free throws, man. Oh, That's my goodness. That was ugly. Also, I think this was a power move by the elites in the NBA realm. Who is in that game? Who was on the USA team? Bunch of young guys trying to prove themselves. Well, Kemba Maybe Walker, some, you also yeah, have Kemba Walker. Not, it's that, not a young team. Guys that might make the All Star. You got team. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who are oh basically the only gosh, young ones yeah. on that team. And, it's a bunch of middle age. What's that? Bam Adebayo, center for the Heat. Oh, he's he not playing. He hasn't played yet, though. Oh, they're holding him back. Actually, he got cut. What am I saying? Anyway, oh my goodness! Now consequential. Basketball had a World Cup. The NBA yeah. <laughs> superstars have decided that the World Cup is like YMCA Bush. Okay, League. first they off, don't even that's care. not true whatsoever. I'm going to interrupt you. The Greek freak is playing. You got for who? Greece. Yeah, of course. <laughs> did, did, did he just say for who when well, I said the Greek if, freak? If you're an American all-star, you don't care about the World Championships because you know what the World Championship is. It's when the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference show down because the World Championship is in America. That's what they're saying. So mm. then why do they show up for the Olympics then? Because it doesn't dumb? matter. It's taken away from their summer break. <laughs> I, th- I think break. that logic doesn't hold water because you're saying, oh, they'll show up for the Olympics, but not the World Cup, which is just as important as the, as the Olympics. The World Cup yeah. As important as the Olympics? Yeah. We haven't lost a World Cup game since 2006. Oh, wow. I don't think it's as important to LeBron. No, it's because we're just a selfish, entitled generation now, and they're like, oh, we don't need to play for that. Send the scrubs in. They'll, they'll well, win it. And it's, no, I'm sick of this crap. I want to beat teams by 40. This is what I enjoy watching is you guys throwing hammer dunks down. I it's love embarrassing. seeing Vince Carter jump over the French guy. 7-2 French guy. Yeah, I, I agree, Jack. I wish there was more pride in Team America, but yes. the reason why they're not going, I think, is because they're saying... That's YMCA League. I think, I'm not going to hurt myself I think, playing against the Japanese. I think the most, the biggest reason why I'm upset is because we just got over not qualifying for the f- soccer World Cup. Ooh. So like, this is my one time I get to have national pride on a World Cup stage, <laughs> and we're ta- it's taken away from me. Yeah, and it's because it's not like there's like a football World Cup, like a American football World Cup, or you know the World Classic for baseball is garbage. I mean, nobody really shows up for that game, and it's like. <sighs> Why? Like, this has always been an important factor. Now it's just like, oh, I've been hurting for so long. And it's like, dude, you didn't even make the playoffs, Andre Drummond. I'm looking Andre at you. You played four Drummond. games, oh. and you played like five minutes in those playoffs. That's and I say five minutes because you didn't do crap during those we games. Got unhappy Detroit fan. Oh, my goodness, here. dude. I'm just sick of it. We got Derek White, a third-string point guard for San Antonio Spurs playing in the World Cup, and he's getting meaningful minutes. It's disrespectful to me. It just shows that, like... Oh, you know, my country means nothing to me. And it's I think it kind of translates to the whole effect that like our country's in turmoil right now and America is a bad thing. And it comes back to what me and Ben talked about two weeks ago. Made in America means nothing to our generation now because it's more of a disgusting thing. And so playing for America is not an important thing in people's mind anymore. I mean, LeBron James, the only reason he wanted to play in the uh, Olympics after we lost to the Greeks in 2006 was because he lost. He never said, oh, I enjoy playing for America. This is why I want to keep playing for them. It's like, no, I don't ever want to feel that feeling of losing to a team that was Mm -hmm. inferior to us. And it's like, stop. Like, wearing that jersey meant so much. Jesse Owens put that on his chest and stood in front of a Nazi dictator and put his hand up in reverence to America and the African Americans. But, like, it's just so frustrating to see the lack of respect, and that's what it hurts me the most is I would die to go play on that team, but I'm not good enough. 
and I want people who are good enough to play on that team. I'll go, Jack. <laughs> I'll go. Dude, for you'd be you. a good water boy. <sighs> Hydration is my expertise. Yeah, ask the FF, will, FSU football team I will about get that. that urine clear in like 20 minutes. Pumping oh, straight what? clear urine out. I thought yeah. you were talking about drug testing. <laughs> no, so you, I thought you want clear urine, that means you're hydrated. Okay. Well, actually, a hint of yellow. If it's all the way clear, you're overhydrated. <sighs> and then you're just washing the nutrients out. All right. Fun fact. All right. That's all for us, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out all the content on infopilgrims.com. We have new pill... I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, it's the worst part of seeing it in the corner I, of my eyes. I make me. a mistake. Don't look at I me. make a mistake. I want to keep going through. So we have new content and blogs out all the time. Then we have David shaking his head at us. From here, of all of us, from all of us here, I'm just, I got to stop from talking. All from all of us here at you. Info Pilgrims Network, we say thank you for tuning in. And until next time, let's make America think again. Look how I'm geeking up. I'm so pretty. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I'm on get it. Watch me move. This is Sally. That's a tool. On my Kodak. Black. Oh, know that. Follow and listen. You, you motherfuckers owe me.